In this episode, Pause and Play, I will be talking about the note that I will be leaving in the census form for the future generations to read a hundred years from now. This episode has been sponsored by Endermology Penrose Wharf Cork. Endermology LPG is an intensive and non-invasive treatment for cellulite and fat reduction. It helps shape, contour, firm and slim the body. It also can detoxify the body, improve skin tone and radiance, smooth the skin and relieve muscular aches. Who doesn't want some of that? Welcome back. This is episode 11 of Growing Forward podcast and today is all about pause and play. So picture the symbols, the pause symbol, the plus symbol and the play symbol, okay? We're all in a digital world, so we know our brain can recognize these symbols straight away. But I want you to remember that little phrase because there's power in it and there's magic in it. And in this episode, I'm going to explain why. So in Ireland, many of you will know, but I know that some people are listening from abroad. So in Ireland at the moment, on Sunday, the 3rd of April, which was yesterday, the entire country had to do the fill out the census form. Okay, so this is basically a form that the government information that they gather and they ask everybody to fill out the form on the same day. And it's basically a reflection of what's going on in the country. So they'll ask you things like I think there was like 33 questions and it's about, you know, the who's living in the house, what are their ages, marital status, all of that gender, place of birth, just to get a screenshot of what's happening in the country. Now, they file these away and obviously some of the information is used for important reasons like, you know, how many capturing the actual right figures of who is in the country and who is not. Um, but for the first time ever, they added this section um, called a time capsule. So, sorry, not for the first time ever, but sorry, they're adding it this year so that you can put in a phrase or comments or a note in your own words and this information is basically stored away and in a hundred years that information is made public to the public, made available to the public. So like I can go in and check something that was captured a hundred years ago and I can look at that now and have a good indication of what life was like back then, what people were thinking about. So in a hundred years from now, you know, what what would you like to say about this current era that we're living in. Now, some people absolutely, it went viral for some people, they put funny things on it, like have Mayo won in all Ireland yet so that in a hundred years, people will be looking at it. But like, think of all that's happened in the last hundred years and all the advancements and technology. I mean, it would blow your mind to even think about it. But now think about a hundred years from now, I'll be dead and buried. I'm in my forties, so I, I certainly won't be here unless some magic pill comes out in the meantime that I could try. But in a hundred years from now, what would you like to tell people? What message would you like to carry forward? And I did think about this a lot because I was like, there's so much. I don't know if I'll fit it in the little box they have provided me. Like, but I feel obliged to leave my mark and leave something, um, leave something important to say or something that will provoke a thought. And it got me to thinking lots of things. But initially my thought was it was all up she rises, and it was about like feminism and you know what needs to change and hopefully it will have changed but looking back over the last hundred years though the whole world has developed so much when it comes to gender and female equality 
and all of that kind of stuff, like the oppression. I mean, I don't need to go into it. I've touched on it in other episodes, but, you know, it's not something that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to park the feminism for a second. What would I say to men and women and more importantly to children? Because they're the ones like, I don't even know if my children will be around at that time, but maybe to their children, it's it's to the future that I want to speak to. Now, it first brought me the thought of, you know, you often hear in the coaching industry, like, what legacy do you want to leave? You know, and it's like we're working towards this life that when we're gone, we leave a legacy. And my thoughts on that are, I want to leave a legacy while I'm alive. I don't want to wait till I'm dead to make a difference and make my mark. You know, I I want to be doing that every single day. So I kind of thought, OK, it's not really even about legacy, but it's more about a thought provoking idea that I can leave in the future. And what I arrived at I was thinking of my own children for a minute and I was like, when their heads are stuck on phones and devices, I need to speak a language that they understand right now. And right now, because they're so, you know, tech oriented and they've grown up with tech, um, I'm like, I'm going to need to speak in a tech language so that they understand me. So I was thinking of, you know, when I interrupt them, I'm like, would you put down the switch or would you put down the phone for a minute? That's the usual version that they receive. So then I was like, if I took out my voice altogether and I just had to hold up symbols, what's the most effective way for me to tell them to lift their heads from their devices and look up and see the sky and see the world and see what's in front of them? So I came to the phrase pause and play. And the more I delved into this, like I've been thinking about this for a while and this whole idea of like moving my children's eyeballs from from digital things to real things and I really just want to tell them like the importance of play. And now I know they'll come back and say, well, I'm actually technically I'm playing a game on Switch. But like the importance of just being in the moment, having fun and, you know, having a laugh and not being stuck to a device or for adults not being stuck to computers or, you know, walking around in the world with their own heads down on a phone. So my message to the future is this pause and play to remind yourself every single day, whatever you're doing, we're in this world of go, 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 busy, always on, always connected. My message is pause and play. So have a little bit of fun. There's, no matter how busy your day is, there should be parts of your day that are absolutely fun. And this actually has a way of resetting your, what I'd call the busy button. Like if you're busy, 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 and there's more tasks and there's more stuff and there's more all the stuff coming in. The way to reset and give our brains a rest from doing multiple tasks at the one time, which is a whole other episode, that doesn't work. It just actually makes you less effective in all of the areas. But to reset your busy button, have a bit of fun, give your brain a rest. So pause and play is my message into the future to remind people, God knows how much more crazy it will get over the next 100 years. But I have no doubt that people will keep being busy fools instead of just having a bit of play. So like this comes up. I mean, there's layers to it. It's not just about children. It's not just about adults. It's even about business. Like things get boring and heavy when you run a business for the same amount of time or you're doing the same thing day in, day out. And like that leaves you in a kind of a murky, low energy place of like, oh, you're just repeating things. And, you know, you're kind of keeping with the status quo. There's no like high energy vibes and the way to bring some love and inject some 
life back into your business or your life or your relationships or your working environment or your family or whatever it is, chasing joy, finding a bit of fun, a bit of laughter, a bit of enthusiasm. Like when I start out a a one-to-one coaching session, the number one thing I always ask people is, tell me about your current day. How much of your day are you lit up as in doing something that you absolutely love? Now, of course, I'm asking, do you love your work? But I'm also asking, have you even stopped to consider, and actually most people haven't, which is the sad part, what brings you joy? What lights you up? And people struggle so much with that question. Then my next question is usually, I'm giving away all my coaching secrets here, but like the next question I usually get to is, let's go back to the five-year-old or six-year-old or seven-year-old version of you. What was the thing that you could lose two hours on and not lift your head? Were you coloring or were you playing with dolls or dinkies or like what was the thing that your imagination kicked into gear so much so that you didn't know what was going on around you you forget you were hungry you'd forget to go to the loo you know and when I go back to that area they're like oh I love to do this and I love to do that and you know it might be I love to watch the raindrops running down the window or another lady was fascinated with like the ants outside the window. She lived in a hot country and she loved to watch the activity of little, tiny little animals or insects or whatever it was, you know? So like, what was the thing that really lit you up? Because there's really magic in that. Like wherever your imagination is sparked, we're just conditioned to move away from that, unfortunately, because as soon as we come out of the child phase, we're told, cop on to yourself, stop daydreaming, concentrate, focus. And we let go of or we leave the flames go out on our imagination and the fun stuff and it becomes all heavy and serious like I had friends home from America yesterday right and we were all out catching up after years of not seeing some of them and they're like how is everything going for you now and I was like well I'm almost fully adulting now (laughs) you know like from the fun 20s version of me you know now they're seeing like a mother of two kids version of me and we just were able to laugh at the whole you know everyone's in the same boat of like life kicks in everything gets serious it's about jobs and futures and careers and pensions and houses you know it gets all it gets all very heavy and like my message to you is to go back and be the child that's in you because that's where most of the magic happens like and that's where the freedom is get closer back to that and you know I did think I did I thought parenting was going to be all like pom-poms and Martha Stewart I thought I was going to spend my days like making sure I had the perfect fold in my towels in the towel cupboard like little did I know it was going to be the shit show that it turns out to be like excuse my French but you know like we have a different version of our head but in, in our head of what we think it's going to be but even on the days that it's really tough as a parent or as a mother or as a partner or whatever I have to keep reminding myself to go right when it gets heavy and it gets hard bring some fun back into it, bring some fun back into the family, bring some fun back into the relationship, bring some fun back into my business, because that's where I move myself out of low energy or being stagnant into high energy, high enthusiasm, and everything I do is a lot more effective and it's a lot more fun. So it's just, it should feel easier than it is. And if it doesn't feel easy, it's probably because you've lost your joy or lost your bit of fun, you know? Like chemically then, I mean, I've said it before, our heads were like our own medicine cupboard. Like if we're stressed and we're burnt out, we're releasing chemicals that further make that worse. Whereas when we're having fun, it actually releases endorphins and stimulates creativity. 
but that chemical then has a much better effect on your entire body and it calms down your nervous system. It allows your brain to rest. It allows your body to recuperate. So like there's so many scientific reasons why we need to play. And the most of them are based on the fact that we can self-medicate ourselves with our own chemicals if we're giving ourselves the right emotions. And that's the bottom line. If you want to feel good, you need to Basically, you need those good feelings, you need those good emotions so that chemically on the inside, you know, there's also things kicking in that are going to help your brain and help your body. So like, you know, another, again, scientific part of this is like when you play or when you when you engage in fun stuff that doesn't feel like you're using the it comes down to the left and right side of the brain. Okay, so the left side of the brain manages the the right hand side of your body, but also you know, all that concentrating focus, you know, all that kind of heavy cognitive stuff, that's all in one side of the brain. And then on the right side of the brain, which controls like your, if you're left-handed, you probably use more of the right side of your brain. This is the side of the brain that is more into, you know, the, the fun stuff, the creative stuff. And when you use both brains, when you allow yourself to not overwork one side of your brain, that concentrating, busy, stress side of your brain, it actually increases your overall brain power because the people who do really, really well in life and not just kind of academically, but the ones who have mastered how to use both sides of the brain are actually the happiest, most productive, most efficient type of people. So like when you allow yourself to play and release those endorphins and that good kind of creative stimulation and imagination it allows for the growth of your cerebral cortex so like you'll often hear you know these kids who are excellent at sport but they're also excellent academically and they might also play an instrument that's not a coincidence that's because they've learned to use both sides of the brain because when they're out there playing around, you know, playing a game, playing music, they're using the other side of their brain. And when they're using like that right side of their brain, guess what's happening? The left side of the brain is getting a rest and it's it's allowed to, to, you know, replenish itself. So then the next time it's used, it's stronger, it's better, it's more powerful. The memory capacity in particular is much better. So like, there's huge studies, like right down to babies, the importance of music in play therapy and look I mean we could talk about play therapy and kids forevermore like the amount of science that is there on that and the importance of why that helps them develop mentally as well is you know everything is with play that's how they learn um but as adults it's actually something if you're not doing it it's there's still time you can still pause and you can still play and you will reap the benefits like your business will be more creative you will be more excited by things and you'll get to rest the other side of your brain. And like, there's a story that I've told so many times, like I've facilitated a lot of brainstorming sessions and I remind people at the start of this, like whether it's with companies or brands or individuals or startups or whatever, I always start with the same story, right? Einstein, when he was solving all those kind of mathematical, coming up with all those really heavy equations, that would have been the left side of his brain, okay, creating all of these really hard, you know, theories and equations that he was working on. When he got to a point where he was probably tired and that side of his brain was exhausted and he couldn't crack the final piece of the equation, let's just say, what did he do? He went out and played violin. 
And when he played violin, what was happening was the left side of his brain was getting a rest and the right side of the brain, which is the creative side, or that whole like hemisphere of the brain was doing the work with the playing music and he was, you know, it was creative and imaginative. And what that ha- what that does then is it actually opens up the pathways between the left and the right brain. So like they kind of communicate better to each other. And after a half an hour or however long he was out there playing his violin, he would go back to the maths equation. And now he had the support of the right side of his brain and he, they would find the solution. So like he used music and you'll find a lot of these kind of like people in our history who were deeply creative, like had to uh, probably were also quite academic but like had figured out how to operate from both sides of the brain you know so like he was using music but on another scale like you could use wherever you feel stuck inject some fun take a pause and start to play because that will be the thing that will lighten the load it will scientifically like correct or balance out what's going on between left and right brain um and it will just make it more fun and doable and not feel as heavy. And like, even before bedtime, you know, we, we have this idea of like, oh, we'll do, we go into bed and we're like ticking off the to-do list and it keeps us awake because that side of the brain is still overactive. So like, before you even get into bed to chill and do something that just maybe is a little bit creative could really help you have a better sleep. Um, I've said over and over, like I'm blue in the face from saying it, but like, the most valuable thing you can do is daydream because we all like the feeling of like, think about it right now. If you're like thinking about a really heavy work situation or problem that you're trying to solve and then you find yourself dreaming about anything, it could be anything like, oh, I have this brand I'd love to create or I have this whatever it is that I'd like to talk about on a podcast or and you kind of get excited and then you there's a bit of energy to it. You forget all your worries and you go down into this maybe a rabbit hole of daydreaming but you're giving your mind, a, you're giving your the other side of your mind such a break and such a rest. And in fact, most of the good ideas are in that rabbit hole or in that daydream. But your ego has protected you from developing them any further. Like one of the things from Bob Proctor, and it's like it's not just from him. It came from p- many people before him that thoughts become things. So like anything, look around the entire room right now, anything that's in the room in front of you was in somebody's imagination first. That's where it was born first. Then they took action to bring that thing to life. And it might have taken several iterations, but they got there and now we have chairs or now we have computers or now we have rads, whatever's in your room, you know? It's the same with the things that pop into your imagination. But we have been conditioned to cop ourselves on, stop daydreaming. I'd be telling people, go, daydream, love it, enjoy it because you know, in terms of the laws of attraction and that I know I'm going a bit spiritual on you here, but like in terms of what you put out there to the universe and what it listens to, it listens to the things that are high vibration and that are fueled with the feel goods that you have. And that doesn't happen with the heavy work stuff. That happens with the things that light you up. So like keep her lit, keep the ideas coming, keep the daydreaming going they are the things that are going to separate you from the, you know, that is the 1% of people that are brave enough to take the ideas that drop into their imagination and into their daydreams and turn them into reality. And that is what separates you from the rest of the pack, you know? So like, 
pause and play is my message. Pause and play is what I will be having. If you if you look, <laughs> if any of you are around in 100 years and you pull up what's in the census, I'm, my message is simple. It's going to be a pause symbol, a plus symbol and a play symbol to remind future generations that as far back as Einstein and as far back as your one from up she rises and a hundred years from now, I imagine that the importance of pausing and playing and not forgetting how to use our imaginations and our creativity will still be the key to life. It will be the key to being happy and content and it will be striking the balance and moving away from all the stress that's going on in your head right now and striking the left and the right brain balance.